Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Haters gotta hate. That's what she's saying. She don't 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 appreciate any haters. Is that what she's saying? No, she's saying don't hate the player, hate the game. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Is that what she says? No, that's not what she says. Mary, Mary J. Blige. Uh, <laughs> hey, I was just trying to be, you know, super cool. Super cool. You already are super cool. Matter of fact, I am. That's a there's a TV show that's on, you know, on TV. I see at night. It's called Who's Super Cool, and it's always Shelley. They they they. It's like it's like AT forty. It's SC forty. They have the 40th coolest people in in the world, and Shelly's always in the top ten. I am. Oh yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it because I'm an ice queen? An ice queen? Yes. That's right. You work at I the. I can be chilly sometimes. Uh, no, you can't. I you... really can actually. No, I just can't. choose not to be like that. So. But I can totally be a Karen if I wanted to. Like to people you don't like. To to anybody really. Like to who? I'm not going to name names. Ralph. I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. No, you're the one that names names. I don't. <laughs> you're the big spiller. No, 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 I'm not. He names names, everybody. BS in the morning. We oh, by the way, you are listening to BS control. in the morning. Take it away, Brad. Hold on a minute. We need more idiot control. That's what we need. Okay, now what did you say again? I said, it's BS in the morning. Take it away, Brad. Did you hear the new Dr. Fauci? No. Brand new. Came out yesterday. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. See, see, he's he's like he's down that with that. Is so last <laughs> year. Here, here we go. Here we go again. But, but you know that I mean, speaking of COVID, not to bring it up, but you did. It's a, it's um. It's what the new variant is is pretty. Uh, well, it's pretty it, sn- You know, pretty spicy. But they're saying it's almost always exclusively uh contracted by the people who haven't gotten the 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 vaccine i mean you know what's so crazy about this is look back and now here we are this is uh july we're we're two-thirds of the way through july okay so we're uh, essentially about you know let's take off a month because in january of 2020 there really wasn't much going on with covid uh but so let's say we're 18 months in okay uh actually probably about 17 months in okay and Look at all the things that have happened in 17 months. We went through this horrific thing where people were dying left and right. Uh, then near the end of 2020, uh, the vaccine comes out. You know, I drive all the way to uh, Raymore, Missouri twice to get my vaccine uh, in February and March because uh, there's no place around here to get it. Uh, you know, things are starting to open back up. Um things are weird you can't find new cars you go to restaurants uh that don't open on monday tuesday and wednesday nights now you know i mean and nobody wants to work i mean all this crazy weird stuff and here we're coming back at it again now there's the 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 the, you know the the uh, the the delta version uh we have uh texas legislators that decide they're not going to vote on something so they all charter a plane and they don't wear their masks they show up at the white house and they 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 try to infect the vice president and i mean it's like okay this is you know if you sat down and said okay i'm gonna write the most outlandish tv series there's ever been about you know a country and its government and its people 
and if you wrote the last 17 months, nobody would believe you. You know what I mean? People go like, that's crazy. Nobody, there's no, nothing like that would happen. I mean, and it's so weird. Every day something happens that I go like, that's interesting. You know, I mean, like I've been, I've been really immersing myself into, and you're going to laugh when I tell you this, but I've been reading lots of stuff about supply chain dynamics. Okay. The idea being that, that, uh, you know, things that we get when you go to the grocery store, uh, or like if you go to the car dealer, what has to come together for that product to be available for me to go buy it? You know what I'm saying? And the thing that is scary to me is, especially like in the car field, I, we told the story about across the state they make the F-150 pick, pickup trucks in Kansas City, Ford does. Remember, I talked this, was it, two months two months ago, we talked about they rented the parking lot at Worlds of Fun. For those of you in St. Louis who don't know where Worlds of Fun is, it's like Six Flags. They have a massive parking lot. And they rented part of the parking lot so they could put the incomplete F-150s that they're not able to sell because they don't have all the parts for them. Now, why is that? Okay? Because most of those parts are made in other countries. They're, they're missing semiconductors or modules, electronic modules and things like that. Okay? What happened, you know, say, and this is a terrible thing to say, we get into a war with China. Okay? Where do we get the semiconductors? Because they make them. Right? Where do we get all these parts to, you know, our smart bombs and things like that? We, you know, what do we do? We're screwed. And it's fascinating to me how the Japanese have started this whole crazy thing. I've talked about this before. I actually had a couple people who have talked about this just, in, just in time, JIT. Uh, I've, I've actually yeah, had a couple, yeah. a couple people who have listened to the show and contacted me and agreed with me how crazy this is. Because if you know the whole thing, the Japanese pioneered this thing called just-in-time delivery, where essentially you don't have, like if you're building whatever you're building, let's say you're building cars, you don't have a warehouse full of, of parts for their cars. You have it set up so that if you're going to make 200 cars today, the parts for those 200 cars show up yesterday. And they magically show up in your warehouse on a Monday, and on a Tuesday they get made into a car. And the and then on Tuesday you get a bunch more parts. You know, like if you're going to make two thousand cars on Wednesday, you get two thousand sets of parts on Tuesday, and you use those two thousand sets of parts to make the cars on Wednesday. The only problem with that is if you're missing one stinking part, you can't finish the car. And that's the problem we're in right now with the cars. That's why you drive by the car dealerships and there's no cars on the lot. They can't finish the cars because they're not enough. And primarily, they're all parts that are made not in the United States. The sheet metal parts, the frames, all that stuff are pretty much all made. I mean, the American cars, they're all made here in the United States. You know, a lot of the products that are in. But once again, uh, the engines are usually made in other countries. Not all cars, but if you look at like your, your sticker, there's a a content part there are parts content thing that tells you this car is made with you know parts from various countries and then you read the breakdown and it tells the transmissions made in Australia and stuff like that and then we have the problem with remember this the ship that got sideways in the Suez Canal you know yes. and that screwed up the supply chain even more because there you know there's an interesting story the stuff on that ship like blocking the birth canal well yes exactly the stuff on that ship <laughs> is still on that ship and it's interesting all the companies that have stuff on there like for example um, um, who, who is it uh, uh, ones here in St. Louis uh, you know there I've read a couple stories there are several companies in St. Louis that can't get stuff because it's on that ship and, and it's embargoed now because they're having a fight over who pays the fines and who pays, you know, you know, damages and things like that. 
you know, Ikea's got stuff on that ship, you know, and there's certain things you can't get Ikea stores because of the fact it's on that ship. It's just crazy weird stuff. And the world is topsy-turvy. And like... And, it, the world is topsy-turvy. Well, and, and like, look here in the St. Louis area. Over the past 16, 17 months, you see where you want to live, where you don't want to live. How many people are moving into St. Charles County for a number of different reasons? A lot in the last, you know, year and a half because of the fact that they don't want this tyrant governor, you know, this tyrant Dr. Page who, you know, is working part-time when he shouldn't be as an anesthesiologist. You want a full-time dude like Steve Ellman who's a reasoned guy who is not going to, you know, you know, rule your life, not going to tell you what you can and can't do. He's going to tell you, hey, look, I think it's a good idea to wear masks, but I'm not going to make you wear them. You know what I mean? Because you're all grown adults. Exactly. You know, I mean, everybody knows that smoking's not good for you, but yet people smoke. And you know why? You know why people still smoke? Why do people still smoke, Brad? Because you can buy the cigarettes because the the state government's hooked on the money they get from the tobacco company. Because remember, they sued the tobacco company, and and every year the tobacco company sends the, all the states big monster checks. If they shut down the tobacco industry, if they made cigarettes illegal, the states would lose all that money. They're not going to do that. Well, so here's a little tidbit I just found out. You know the va- the vaping industry, right? Yeah. Okay. And you know that they've got these um, disposable units at the grocery store. Right. Called Enjoy and um, what's the other one? Blue. And they have some others. Yeah. My, my favorite. Do you know? My favorite. I'm sorry? It, my favorite's Ingest. I like that one. Oh, okay. Yep. Anywho. <laughs> Do you know that that particular, those brands are are done by big tobacco? Heck, of course they are. They're not gonna, they, you know, they're not gonna miss out on that. You know, I mean, I mean, of course. Well, I just think it's. I don't know. I I, I don't know what I think it is. I just think it's. I mean, I don't I don't blame them, and and I knew that they were going to do something like that, but. It's it's very, I, I don't even know what the word is, well, so move on. It's it's. I know exactly what you're saying, and it's preservation of business for them. They, they you know, once again, what do big companies do? If they get competition, they buy it, and they, and they kill it. Or they buy it, and they switch their business model. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, like, for example, look what's happened in the car business. There's all these, these small startup companies that are doing electric cars like Rivian and things like that. Riv, you know, Ford buys Rivian. One less competitor, and they claim. What's a Rivian? Rivian is this car company. Um, let me see I, if I can find it real quick. It's called R I V I A N. R V I. I've never heard of it before. Well, that's ever. because that's because Ford bought it and they're killing it. Uh, they they make. Is it new? They've been around two three years. They make they make primarily they make a if you just go to Rivian uh, R I V I A N it's they right now they're making SUVs and they're making pickup trucks and they're pretty cool looking pickup trucks. They have what they call the R one T the R one S and Ford bought them. And uh, what's interesting is the guy the guy who came up with Rivian is some like brilliant engineer. He has what he calls the skateboard model, and what they've done is they've come up with a chassis which is a complete chassis, which has all the b- batteries built into the bottom, and then they just put a body on it. You know, in other words, the idea being is they're building one standard chassis, which is not, un- uh, not unlike a lot of the car manufacturers do. Matter of fact, a lot of the cars that are out there, you know, even though they're different models, they're built on the same chassis. But what Rivian's done is they've come up with this, this hybrid, you know, not hybrid, but a full electric chassis, and then they just put different bodies on it, truck body, SUV body, stuff like that. Well, 
they're they're making progress. So Ford bought them, and you know essentially now they're owned by Ford. So Ford can do what they want with them. So in other words, they eliminated competition. Now the crazy thing about it is the reason the car manufacturers are doing that is because they didn't see Tesla coming. They looked at Tesla, uh, this crazy oh, guy, right. this Elon Musk. Who, who, what does he know about the car business? He's he's some dude from PayPal. You know, he doesn't know anything about <laughs> cars. You know, and look what he's done. I mean, he, the the PayPal. I saw. I heard this the other day again. Pay not uh, PayPal. Uh, Tesla stock right now. The way Tesla stock is, the market valuation for Tesla is more than every single car manufacturer in the world. If you took all the car manufacturers, all the Americans, all the Koreans, you know, all the you know the, the the European car manufacturers, every single one, and you added up their market valuation as far as the stock markets are concerned, Tesla is is worth more than all of them combined. Who saw that coming? I st- I st- I'll find this video. I'll find this video of Elon Musk, and I think it was like ten or eleven years ago. Elon Musk, who drives up in a early Tesla, it was like a prototype, onto Wall Street in New York and does an interview and nobody's around him, nobody's talking to him and the reporters are like, okay, you're you're making an electric car? Do you think this is going to work? I mean, do you think people are going to buy electric cars? And, and you know, like everybody going like, oh, look at that stupid jerk. He's some knucklehead. He used to, you know, used to be one of the owners of PayPal and now he's making electric cars. <laughs> everybody laughed at him. They're not laughing now. You know no, I mean? they're not. You know, and he's laughing all the way to the bank. I'll find that video and send it to you. Hey, we're behind, and it's all your fault. This is this is <laughs> this is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. It our, is BS in the morning. And our we're on three stations. We got the Trimal Cast now. We got my favorite st- station, which is AM thirteen fifty KRAP. We're thinking about, and we'd like your feedback in this. We're thinking about turning that station religion, and we're going to call it Holy Crap. Uh, H-O-L-Y-K-R-A-P. Uh, anyway, for, for the time being, it's crap. You can jo- uh, check out that website at crap.website. We're on KSLQ 104.5. That's on uh, kslq.com. And we're on Westplex 1071, which you can find at Westplan- westplex1071.com. They're all available online. Uh, and you can stream us. Uh, most of those sites have a streaming link if you can't get us over the air um, and stuff like that. And uh, Or t- you can find us at BS in the morning. That show. I forgot about that. Thank you very much. Shelly keeps me on the straight You're and welcome. narrow. Yeah. Okay, it's 627. Yep. Lita Rexa, who's renamed herself BB Rexa. And I, you know, I, it's, I had somebody the other day said her name's really not Blita. I go, yes, it's Blita. I looked it up. Just like I had someone yesterday tell me that, and just like you didn't believe me. Remember when I was talking about Kinko's copies? Yeah. And, and I was saying that Kinko's was named after the, the that was the founder's nickname because he had curly hair. And you didn't believe me? That's exactly mm-hmm. what it was. It cur- sounds like something that you would have made up, and I would have just, you know, lapped it up with a spoon. Well, see, that's the di- that's what makes BS in the morning interesting because some of the stuff I say is BS, some of the stuff I say is true. You just got to figure out which is which. <laughs> yes, and then I have to sit there and decide whether. Yeah, never mind. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Her real name Continue. is is Bleta, B-L-E-T-A, or Bleta. I don't know if you pronounce Bleta or Bleta. Um, and she was born in Albania. Uh, I believe she was, you know, born August and professionally. Yeah, I think she was born in Albania. Um, an attractive which young is, lady. Which is not in Nebraska. She's 30. Uh, I think, I'm trying to see where she was born. I'm pretty sure she was born. No, she was born in New York City. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. She's 31 now. She was born in 1989. She's 31. Um, and uh, Bleda, Bleda Rexa. You know, I'm going to change my name. That's one of my goals before the end of the year. What are you going to change it to? I'm going to legally change my name. 
to honor my father. I'm going to change. That's a funny name, honor my father. No, I'm going to honor. I'm Why gonna, would you change your name to honor my father? I'm going to change my name to honor my father. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to use his name as my name. Okay. You think I'm kidding, don't you? No. That's one of my goals for 2021. I have my list of goals of 2021. So far, I'm not doing real good with them. Although some of them I have attained, uh, but uh, it's one of those crazy, weird goals I have that uh, that's going to be I'm going to do before the end of the year. So, what is his name? I'm not going to tell you because when I tell you what my new name is, then you'll know what my father's name was or is, whichever way you look at it. Uh, because uh, the fact that uh, that uh, you know, it, it, what's sad about that is, I know several people that they're, they're, uh, they're essentially their, their family will die off. There won't, there won't be that, that branch of the family will, will, will disappear. You know, it's funny that you say that, even though, well, the lineage of my mother, right? If Tiffany would have not have gotten pregnant, it would have ended. My mother's, you know, lineage would, would have ended Well, you with know, her. The the interesting thing about that is that the yeah. the birth rate in the United States has gone down, and uh, there's some people that say you know and part of the, the whole crazy thing is I we, thought it went up with COVID. No 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 the, no the birth rate's gone down, and what's interesting about it is is that it's and now here we go again with you know racial stuff. Uh, what are they saying? By the year 2035, white people will be a minority, and that the white birth rate has dras- drastically decreased, and the black and brown uh, birth rate and the Asian birth rate has uh, has increased. Well, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Remember the, the problem that, that China has? All of a sudden, they're going like, we need more babies because for years they had this restriction. You could only have one kid because of overpopulation. You could only have one kid. And then it was, I think it was like 20... They were hoping it was boys. Well, it wasn't... Yeah. Well, no, they weren't hoping it was boys. The, you know, the parents wanted a boy. And there were a lot of selective abortions because of that. Um, yes. And then I guess about five or six years ago, they changed to two. And just recently they went to three because they figured out, oh, my God, the population is aging. And the problem is so many people wanted boys and there aren't enough women to go around. And guess what? You know, despite what, what all this crazy weird stuff about, about sexual identity, I don't see too many dudes having kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those things where, where if I worked real hard on that, I couldn't have a kid no matter what I wanted to do. Uh, now, now, and you did. You were mother of your daughter. You know, yes. my my uh, my my wife. Uh, you know, we 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 you know, had four kids. Which you know what? I don't know why that is. What is it about me that when I tell people I have four kids, people are amazed? You have four kids? They're like you know, like like you 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 have four kids. You know what I'm talking about? Why is that? Why is that amazing to people that I I don't seem like like the father kind of guy? No, that's not it at all. I mean, I I see you as, I see you as, the father, that would um, like, the kids would come home and you would kiss their whole face, or no, you would was, actually pick them that. up. I was never in that. overalls at school, because they were being too full of themselves, and you wanted to, you know, correct them. So you did the whole you know picking them up at school because they were that was the time that they were embarrassed by you and i could see i could just see you doing that picking no. them up with school you know what you uh, know can i can i tell you something my my kids have never embarrassed me i've been disappointed no, i've been that you weren't going to embarrass them oh i've been disappointed in some of the things that they've done you know i mean uh, and you know and i think 
every parent has that where you know your kid gets into trouble and i don't care if you got the nicest kid in the every world every kid needs to have a naughty period right i mean and and you know and and, and true. once again it's all relative you know getting in trouble to to one parent is their kids didn't put their underwear in the in the in the uh, the, the laundry basket and getting in trouble to another parent is having to bail that kid out of jail because he just stole a car you know what i mean there's a lot of, there's a lot of you know you know gray area in the middle as to what embarrassment is but you know i mean i i i quite honestly i've told the story before that i didn't want to have kids and uh, my wife sort of surprised me and i wasn't happy at first and now i look back in that it was the best thing that ever happened to me you know and and to the point where to this day uh and it happened just last week when all my kids called me he's got a problem you know bang i did whatever i did i went dropped what i was doing went and ha- helped him you know and of course, it's my youngest son, so I'm not to get to kid him because of the fact that he's the one that I asked to help me, at, you know, at the one office, you know, chop up some when I we we rented the the uh, the, the wood chipper, mm-hmm. and I I rented the wood chipper and I needed some help to clear some brush and and I had him come over and he shows up in shorts and a t-shirt <laughs> and 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 I told him I said it's going to take you know a little bit and like it took like 3 hours and to this day I remember the time I told you I'd help you and oh my god I worked so hard I go you got it. You got to my place at nine o'clock. We were done by noon. I took you to lunch and I gave you some money. Okay, what more do you want out of life? Yeah, but I didn't think I'd have to. You know, I didn't realize I was going to get you know get get brushes brush, brushing against my you know and limbs brushing against my legs and I got my legs all cut up and my arms got you know. I go. I told you what we we're going to do. You showed up in shorts and a and a in a in a tank top. You know that's like going to to work, you know, at the police department in like, you know, uh, uh, you know, without a gun and without handcuffs. I mean, you, you dress for the job, right? I told you what we're going to do. Anyway, the idea, he calls me last week and I told you the story. I was sick. I didn't feel well that night. I'd actually gone to bed at seven o'clock at night. I didn't feel real good. He calls me. He's, he's got a flat tire. He's at the QT and 94 and Zumble and threw my clothes on, charged up my portable air tank, Jumped in my car, went through a hellacious thunderstorm, a, a terrible thunderstorm on I-70 where, you know, visibility was down to like I could see the front of my truck and that was pretty much it. And then I get there and then the guy yells at us because we're blocking the air compressor that doesn't work. You know, it's a whole long story. So what's funny is <laughs> you get a kick out of this. What? <laughs> this is what he sends me. <laughs> this is this is my playful texting with him. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I asked him I, the last Friday morning. It was Thursday. It was Thursday night. I said, how's the tire this morning? He texts back, seems okay. I'll keep you updated. I go, glad to hear. Keep me updated. Remember who braved a heavy rain and a dude who wanted to mo- me to move my truck so I could help you? He said, I shall never forget. I mean, we were out there for about 10 hours. <laughs> what it was it like? 20 minutes yeah about 20 minutes you know yeah put air in his tank and you know in his in his in his car and away he goes and you know he gets home okay so you know one of those things See, i mean how many you're a good daddy through the years how many times you know there's a running story of how many times that i go to columbia when you know two of my kids were going to mizzou and bring back dead cars you know i mean limp cars back you know matter of fact one time you know my little blue car one time, yes. the muffler fell off that car, and I drove it back with no exhaust system on it. 
I had That's the about right. I had the Harley guys coming by me and going, the, you know, they're you know giving me the motion to roll my die, roll down my window, and I rolled down my window. Go, hey man, your car's too loud. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> what what were you surrounding the Lincoln lawyer? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who was that guy that played in that? Was that Tracy Atkins? Trace Atkins? Yeah, yeah, yes. the the country guy. Oh, Trace Atkins is my favorite dude. You Isn't remember? he like the really big dude? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Trace Atkins is like, he's a big, tall guy, but the great story on his, you know, let's talk about him next break. He's one of my idols in life. I love reading biographies. I go on Wikipedia. I read biographies morning, noon, and night. That's true, he does. I find it fascinating that the people we know for one thing, the people, we, and I think this is something everybody should do, the people that we look at, oh my God, that guy's a country western star, a country singer, he like makes lots of money, and then you read his backstory, it's like, how the hell did he even survive? That's the story with him. His, his wife shot him. In the head? <laughs> no, wait, I'll tell you the story next break. You'll never guess where the bullet went. And in he, his butt. No, 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 no. You don't know the Trace Atkins story? No. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But isn't he the one that played in the Lincoln Lawyer? Yeah, he was the he was the head of the motorcycle gang. Yes. Okay, that's what yeah, I thought. Trace Atkins. Yes, he was, and he's he's got a very small part in the movie, but it's a great part in the movie. He's a yeah, and, it is a great and part, tr- and it's one thing that you remember. Trace Atkins has this great big deep beautiful voice it talks like that i'm trace atkins i wish i had a voice like that i don't i have a crappy voice but of course i own crap so i should have a crappy voice it's 646 yeah it is bs in the morning we are on westplex 107.1 and am 1350 krap yes it's crap and on 104.5 kslq okay i'm shelly she's brad Correct. They get that right. So you approve of that so far? Yes. <laughs> okay. We're talking last break. We're talking about Tra- uh, Trace Adkins. Okay. Yes. Um, here's my favorite part of the bio. You ready? And yes. by the way, his real name is uh, it's I think it's Tracy. Yes, Tracy Darrell Adkins, and he just goes by Trace. Uh, he's he's 59, born in uh, 1962 in Sarapata. S-A-R-E-P-T-A, I guess that's Sarepta, Louisiana. And um, he has been active in country music since 1987, okay? At age 17, Adkins was in an automobile accident, which his 1955 Chevrolet pickup truck hit a school bus head-on. He broke some ribs, punctured both lungs, and his nose was partially torn off, okay? So things are not good for him at 17. Then he went to college, and he blew out his knee at Louisiana Tech, and he had to stop playing college. He also, get this, he also experienced a number of serious injuries as an adult, including being shot by his second ex-wife, Julie Christie, or Julie Curtis, in 1994. The bullet went through his heart and both lungs. He survived and chose not to press charges. The bullet goes through his heart and both lungs, okay? Think about that for a minute. So she had to be standing to his side. Well, I mean, I don't care what she was standing. You shoot, you shoot somebody, and a bullet goes through somebody's heart and lungs. Guess what? They're dead. Not him. I Not mean, him. How did he? Sur- and clearly, she meant. She meant where she was shooting. He survived and chose not to press charges. They got divorced after three years. In 1989, Adkins, along with nine co-workers, were stranded on an offshore oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico during Hurricane Chantel. 
Okay, has this guy had a life? Now, what's interesting about that is he's one of the old school country artists. You know, he got shot by his ex. He got shot by his wife. You know, had his nose torn off driving an old Chevy pickup truck. You know, which get, which is a country song in itself. <laughs> I know. I mean, he could write a song got about my nose about, torn off. My nose torn off by a school <laughs> bus. Yeah, I mean, my wife done shot me. Right. <laughs> It went and through, I got fifty five. Yeah, and it went through it went through my heart and my lungs. But, went through my heart and my lungs, but, but I'm still here kicking. Right. And do you think I divorced her? No, not right away, but you know, we still lived together for three years because I love that woman, even though she did shoot me through my she heart sure and my was lungs. Me, no. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? I mean, think about think about all the people you know. Think about all the people you know that like have these marriages, okay? If if like I got up in the morning and my wife shot me and the bullet goes through my heart and my lungs. I don't think I'm going to be married to her too much longer. You know what too I'm saying? Funny. <laughs> I mean, it's too to the point I'm going like, I, honey. Maybe I... they had one of those, <laughs> you know, those F and F relationships. You never know. F and F. Never mind. Okay, I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> no, that's probably best. Okay, so do you think after after she shot him, they had you know he got out of the hospital, they had makeup sex? Is that what you're saying? I mean, yes. I'm going like, what in the world? She she shoots him, and he didn't. First off, a lot of times in something like that, it doesn't matter if he has if he presses charges. It's the district attorney. I mean, like you know, if 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 like if I if, but doesn't he have to press charges for the district attorney to do something? No. No, the 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 you know the the district attorney can can take in most jurisdictions can take their own action. They don't have to have somebody press charges. They can just they can just essentially you know uh, you know file charges against you. They don't have to you know I mean I mean you know think about it for a minute. If 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 uh, if you know I mean somebody does something bad to you, like let's say somebody shoots you, and it's like your friend. Oh, it was my friend. They didn't really mean to shoot me. I mean the. The, you know the prosecuting attorney, district attorney, whatever. Can, the police can still come and arrest you. You know what I mean? Because in other words, you just shot somebody. Even if you know you shot your wife or your or you know your husband or stuff like that, they, the police are still going to show up and go like, you know, they're going to like, hey, you shot your husband. Yeah, I sure did. Did you mean it? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Okay, we won't arrest you. They're still going to put you in in handcuffs and take you to jail. And they're going to, you know, they're going to, you know, and then then it's whether or not the DA is going to press charges, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, you you know, you don't have to have somebody press charges because they can, you know, once again, it doesn't necessarily take have to take a victim to charge you with something. You know what I mean? Huh. Anyway. I did not know that. Well, I'm not an attorney. I don't play one on TV. Uh, but, you know, my daughter is, but she won't talk to me anymore. So uh, anyway. <laughs> you always have to say that. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway, oh, um, um, and, no, I won't go there. Okay. No, nope, <laughs> do not. <laughs> oh, look, it's six fifty-six. You know, direction I was heading with that one. You know me okay. too well. It is six fifty-six. <laughs> Things are not going well this morning. <laughs> are you there? I am here. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm gonna figure out where I'm at here. Hold on. I'm gonna do this. Let me do this. Go down to here. Okay. I had a little computer mix-up this morning, and it's 99.9% my fault. I'll give a little bit of a, of, of fault to the computer. Okay, lots of things to talk about this morning. Um, first off, inside baseball stuff. Yesterday, uh, talk station, news talk station number one came on the air, and supposedly a week from 
yesterday, another talk station is going to come on the air. Uh, this is the reboot of all the X ninety seven one guys. And if you want to know the entire story on that, I put this new site up. I started this last week, and I told you yesterday. I can't believe how much how much traffic I'm getting to this new site. It's called Radio Poop, RadioPoop.com. And it's me. He has an asphyxiation with feces, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we have BS in the morning, radio poop. Okay, what's interesting about it is that I've come up with, I shouldn't say this, Mike Otten came up with a great name. I called myself the, the I don't know what I originally put on. And he's he texted me, he says, you need to be the grand poopa <laughs> as opposed to the grand poobah. You know, isn't that from the Flintstones? Isn't the isn't that where that came from? Yes. Because wasn't he joined? He, no, that's not where it came from. But the Flintstones did have that in their show. I thought. Uh, I'm going to go this. Grand Poobah is a satirical term derived from the name of the haughty character Poobah in Gilbert and Sullivan's The Mikado. In this comic opera, Poobah holds numerous exalted offices, including First Lord of the Treasury, Lord Chief Justice, Commander in Chief, Lord High Al- Admiral. Archbishop, Lord Mayor, and Lord High everything else. The name has come to be used as a mocking title for someone self-important or locally high-ranking and who either exhibits an inflated self-regard or has limited authority while taking impressive titles. The American writer William Sapphire wrote that everyone assumes the name Poobah merely comes from W.S. Gilbert combining two negative ex- uh, exclamations, Poo plus Ba, typically put down from a typical bureaucrat. Poo-ba. So... Uh, anyway, uh, Fred Flintstone was in was in the um, um, in a lodge. What lodge? Which which was he in? Remember what the what the buffalo? What were they in? Were the Fred Flintstone? No, uh, I, I, I I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up. I'm here. gonna find out though. Fred Flintstone Lodge, L O D G E. I can't remember. What it is. Um, Water Buffalo Lodge. Yes, Water Buffalo. Water Buffalo. The Loyal oh. Order of Water Buffalo. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was their main hang uh, club and hangout, the Water Buffalo Lodge, uh, the Royal Order of Water Buffaloes, and the guy who was the Grand Poobah. <laughs> uh, uh, fictional, very exclusive. Uh, men-only fraternal organization operating within Bedrock with a long and dedicated history in the franchise of the Flintstones. It serves as Fred and Barney's main club. Background, the order itself has been around for quite some time. Apparently, since the days there were forefathers hunted the mighty water buffaloes for which organization. The Water Buffaloes Lodge. The Water Buffaloes Lodge is the organization's main base of operation where all the meetings and events are held. It's a large Stone Age building whose appearance varies between episodes, but it's consistently portrayed as large and having a large sign up front that says the club's name. The interior usually appears as a lodge or auditorium or theater, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, oh, here it is. Grand Poobah. The Grand Poobah is the sole leader of the order and the main host of all the meetings. The Grand Poobah is an elected position, and elections are occasionally held to decide who will be the new Grand Poobah whenever a previous one is forced to step down. Sang, Sam Slagheap <laughs> has consistently been portrayed as the leader of the Water Buffaloes throughout most of the franchise, although others have also had the position briefly, including Fred and Barney, who both held the title for a brief period. However, Slagheap always returns as the leader of <laughs> the Grand Poobah. So Mike says you need to gr- be the Grand Poobah. Poop-bah. Poop-poopah. Poopah. Okay, so I'm the Grand Poopah. Okay, so I started writing this. Yes, you are, because you are full of um, okay, I had someone yesterday stuff. say that my radio poop posts have been somewhat snarky. Would you believe that? 
Would you mm. would you say they're snarky? I no, I I don't think that they're snarky. Okay, I mean, I, you can be really snarky when you want to, Brad, but I don't think that. I think it was very tongue in cheek, and um, okay, you know. First off, the bottom line is I'm writing about my industry, and correct. In, in some respects, I'm I'm mad at what's happened to my industry. For example, what Odyssey is doing, uh, which is now Intercom, or which used to be Intercom, which is now they own KZK and KMOX 97.1 and 45 other radio stations in St. Louis. I'm sad at what's happening to my industry because it's turning into McRadio. You can drive across country and you can hear Ryan Seacrest in 42,000 different radio stations. And now Odyssey's doing the same thing with their stations where one disc jockey's on 14 different radio stations and they fired all the local people. So there's somebody from some city who's now your local DJ, not here in St. Louis because we don't have a top 40 CHR station. But and I, So in other words, what these guys did yesterday, and we kid about them, they used to be called the J4 crew. You and I talked about J4. It was Jeff, mm-hmm. jo- Jeff Joe, John, and Jamie. And then and then John dropped out, and then Jamie got thrown out. So now it's the J two crew. It's Jeff. It's well, right. It's, I don't know if he got thrown out. Well, I think maybe he was. He's been. I, they just went different ways. He's been ostracized by both conservative groups. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yes, he has. Maybe Jamie's not a conservative as they say was. Maybe he's really a liberal. That's why they don't like him anymore. So yesterday they put this new station on. Oh, and the station used to be a God Squad station, one hundred one point nine, which used to be Boost. And then those poor people over there at Gateway Creative Broadcasting who can barely afford to keep the lights on. I'm kidding. Last year they did $10 million in in donations. And I'm not kidding. If you don't believe me, I'll send you the link. Uh, Put on this new station. And it's like 97.1. It's everybody on 97.1 who quit and then now are on this new station. I mean, everybody. Every single person. And not only that, it's all dudes. There's no women. No, no, no women. What's the deal with that? I mean, you know, this show's 50-50, right? No, actually, it's about 60-40. You're Do we 60- need to have a conversation with the Jays? Oh, they won't even talk to me anymore, you know? And well... Anyway, anyway, I put on... They, they had this teaser video they put up last week. They put it on Facebook. They put it on Twitter. And it has... It's like a teaser. And they moved into the old studios down. They moved into... As a matter of fact, they're broadcasting from the old KC studio. There were a bunch of studios in that building, the powerhouse building down at Union Station, and they are in the Casey studio. So this teaser video it shows uh, them, you know, like there's no there's no audio, just some music playing. It shows like the door, you walk in the front door, and it, it takes you down the hall, and then it shows you this picture, this slow panning shot of in the studio, and there's all these guys who are on the air. There's not one woman in there, and two thirds of the guys are chrome domes. Okay, they're all baldies. Okay, and Quite honestly, I talked about this yesterday. I have a problem with people who are bald. I have a tough time identifying them, you know, because of the fact that people who have hair have a distinct advantage because they have, most people have different hair, different color, different styles, things like that. So if I see somebody, I can look at them and identify them, you know, from their face and then their hair. If they don't have any hair, it's harder for me to identify them because believe it or not, I'm blind in one eye, but that's a whole nother problem. So so I put this on there about that they have that it looked like one of the guys was Dave Glover because Dave Glover is a Chrome Dome guy, and Dave Glover is not part of the group. And people, I had people call me. I can't believe you put that up there. You know darn well Dave Glover's not a part of that. How do I know? Looks like Dave Glover to me. They're all bald. And I put on there about the fact that they need the Joe Rush needs to do a trade with Hans Wyman so those guys can get hair, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> 
How'd that come over? It worked for me, man. I mean, it, back in the day, it was Apollo Hair Systems. They went out of business. Now I go to Hans. You know, and where Apollo I Apollo Hair Systems. Oh my gosh. Nine nine one hair three one four nine nine one hair. They they had a great phone number. And matter of fact, they were right over there, Page and Page Service. I used to drive by the place all the time. Matter of fact, I still do right there on Page. When you go west of Shoots, it was just to the right. Matter oh, that's so funny. Matter of fact, it used to be one side of the parking lot. It was the county police, and the other side was them. The county police moved. They're not there anymore. Okay, so. Yeah. They put this new station on the air, and it's it's like 97.1. It's like all conservative dudes. And the only guy who is not a 97.1 guy is Vic Porcelli, who, who used to do, he was... Porcelli Selly. Right. He used to do a bunch of stuff. He was on the river, and he was on KLOU, and... And, you know, Vic is, has, has and, and it's sad because I heard at the beginning of his show yesterday, he talked about that he hasn't been on the radio in over a year, and he thought his career was over. And they, they hire him back at 97.1, and he's doing talk. And, you know, he's good. He's good at what he does. Everybody on the air, they've got a good staff. But the problem is they're subdividing an already small audience. 97.1 is, in the latest rankings, is ranked like 13th in the market. Why would you go after number 13? If you were gonna, you know, if you were going to open up a restaurant and there were there were the top fifteen restaurants, why would you go after number thirteen? Wouldn't you go after number one? What is which is? Who's number one? Yeah. Who knows anymore? I mean, I think it's like. No, I mean, what is number one? What genre is it? I don't even know. I mean, it oh. used to, for years and years and years and years, okay. it, it was always Camo X. Now it's not Camo X is like not even in the top ten. I don't think anymore. I mean, which is sort of sad. And and they're 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 neutering Camo X. It's no longer there's no political they're neutering. There's no political talk. <laughs> no no. There's no political talk in Camo X anymore because it's gone. They you know Rush Limbaugh died. They took the show off. Now they have you know our friend Bo. By the way, who won't re- you know I've I've texted him and I call him. He won't return my calls. So what did I do wrong to Bo? <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong to Bo. <laughs> is he too big for me? Is he is like now that he's on no, Camo X? He, no. He, he doesn't want to have anything he's to do. He's probably with- trying to get. Acclimated to his new digs, his new vibe, and, and he just hasn't had time to call. I, I, I'm concerned that I don't mean to be nasty. It's him and Carol Daniel and guy by the name of Ryan Recker. I'm concerned that show's not going to last long because. Okay, I wouldn't be calling you back either. Uh, well, I've never said that in public before. You know. Well, now you just did on the air. I so. just did. I don't think the show's going to last long. I think it's. Okay. I think it's the replacement. You know. I mean, you never want to be the guy that replaces the the guy. You know what I mean? Like, you never want to be the guy who comes. In. I mean, it's like it's like it's like Biden. Okay, he replaces Trump. You never want to be the transition person, whether it's professionally, exactly. right. or personally. Right. You never want to follow the guy who's the big star. You know, if 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 you're in Las Vegas, you don't want to be the act after Celine Dion. You know what I mean? Because once Celine Dion's done, everybody leaves. Uh, and so anyway, mm-hmm. uh, they put this new station on the air. And, and quite honestly, Jeff Allen's very good at this. The station sounds great. First day, you know, anytime you, you do anything for the first day, it's like going to a restaurant the first day. You know, things don't come out right. You know, the, the, you know, the menu's not followed properly. You know, you don't get all this, the, the food done right. Same thing with a radio station. A lot of working parts have to go into it, a lot of computer stuff. And it sounded pretty good. I got to give them credit. And they've got some issues with the signal because it's only a small little 250-watt station. It's what we call a translator. And what's really interesting about this is my column tomorrow will be this interesting story about the station is licensed to Bell Fountain. And what's interesting about it is not Bell Fountain neighbors. It's licensed to Bell Fountain. Now, here's a question for you. In the St. Louis area, and this area no longer exists. It's been taken over by another city. Where was Bell Fountain? Once again, not Bell Fountain neighbors. Bell Fountain. Where was Bell Fountain? Do you have any idea? 
wasn't it um, off of Highway 67 towards in between New Halls Ferry and um, Jamestown? Nope. I give you a hint. It was, was in West County. Bell Fountain. You want me to give you the answer? Yeah. Bell Fountain was one of four communities that was ultimately incorporated into Chesterfield. Bell Fountain was an area along Olive uh, between 141 and what is now Highway 40. And I remember years and years and years ago when you go west on, on Olive when it was a little two-lane road out there, there was, a, there was a, a city sign that said Bell Fountain. And back in the day, the FCC assigned a license to Bell Fountain. Now, what's weird about it is there is another Bell Fountain, Missouri. If you go on Wikipedia and you go to Bell Fountain, it, it, I think it's in Washington County and stuff like that. And if you think I'm kidding about this, I can go on to Wikipedia right now and I can read you. Because I had this discussion with somebody the other day. You full of bull. There was never any place in West County called Bell Fountain, okay? This is, I'm going to type in Chesterfield, Missouri, okay? Chesterfield, F-I-E-L-D, Chesterfield, Missouri, M-I-S-S. There it is right there, okay? And if you go down to the section, it's like the third section down. If you go to history and you go to historical communities, and this was interesting. The present-day city of Chesterfield is made up of similar, smaller, or excuse me, several smaller historical communities, including Bell Fountain, the town of Lake, Gumbo, Monarch, Bonham. Okay, and the first one they I talk know about. I know all of those. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Bell Fountain. Let me guess. Let me guess. Monarch is in um, West County. Uh, no, earlier called Atherton, now called Etherton, was one of the settlements that sprang up along the Chicago, Rock Island, Pacific Rail Line when it came through the valley in the late 1870s. William Sutton's general store stood in the northwest corner of Etherton and Centaur Roads. Their post office operated from 1895 to 1907 when the mail was transferred to Chesterfield. A well-known resident in Monarch was named The Shadows. It still survives with a commanding view from its bluff site. Okay. That's Monarch, so it was down on the valley. Okay, do you also know, this is interesting, my dad taught me this. So was Gumbo. During World War II, down in Chesterfield Valley, where like the shopping center is now, you know what was down mm -hmm. there? A, it, ger a German prisoner of war camp. I did not know that. Well, True did I know story. That? I did know that. True story. They had German prisoners that were captured in Europe, and they put them on a troop ship and brought them to the United States, and they were held captive down in Chesterfield Valley. Okay, this is what it says about Bell Fountain. French for beautiful spring, or as the locals called it, Hilltown, dates to about 1837 with the arrival of August Hill. The first post office was established as Bell Fountain, beautiful mountain, in 1851. Eighteen years later, in 1869, the town and post office name were both changed to Bell Fountain. Wrinkles Market was a familiar landmark for years at the intersection of the present-day Olive and Chesterfield Parkway, where Charlie Gito's from the hill is now. Charlie Gito's is not there anymore. It's gone. So this hasn't been updated. So that stretch, like I said, that stretch from west of 141 out to Highway 40, almost all the way to the Chesterfield Mall, was called Bell Fountain. So the FCC awarded a license to the community of Bell Fountain, which doesn't exist anymore. So if you listen to their top of the hour ID, they have this weird call sign because it's a translator. They say K270BW, Bell Fountain. And it's now Bell Fountain, Missouri, because that's a different city. And it's funny, I just, I mean, it's Bell Fountain neighbors. No, it's Bell Fountain. And people would say, there's never a Bell Fountain in the St. Louis area. Yep, it was an old, and matter of fact, it's what they call, there's still this thing in, uh, in, in, in uh, what they call, uh, what is it, the term? GIS. You know what GIS is? GIS, for a while, if you talk to any Buddy from a city or county, they're all, oh yeah, we're we're getting our GIS up to uh, up to up to speed. We're working hard on our GIS. You know what GIS is? 
something something system geographic thank you so much <laughs> geographical <laughs> i'm quick geographical information system uh you know where they map everything and everything is the computer and 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 uh back in the day and they still have these things called cdps you know what a cdp is Something, something program? It's a census-designated de place. It's a place that oh, is not no. legally a <laughs> city. Know. It's not incorporated. Like, for example, out in out in uh, Warren County, you've got Dutso, that little community yes. that comes out. That's what they call a CDP. It's not officially a city. It's a, ses a, ses uh, uh, a uh, census-designated de place. And what's interesting, how some of the most famous, ses uh, se I can't even say it, census-designated place, CDPs, are in Las Vegas because what a lot of people don't realize, and I find this fascinating, most of Las Vegas is not in Las Vegas. When you go on the Strip, the Strip is not in the city of Las Vegas. It's in Clark County, and they took over a bunch of cities, Winchester, Paradise, places like that, which are now CDPs. They're not, I don't even know if they're technically cities anymore. And Clark County runs that area. The city of Las Vegas is when you come up, if you come out of Las Vegas on the Strip, if you come out Las Vegas Boulevard, once you pass the stratosphere, once you get past the stratosphere toward, toward all the new uh, casinos, that's you're no longer in the city of Las Vegas. You're in Clark County. Clark County has its own fire department, its own ambulance service, and then they have a special deal, un, unlike us in the St. Louis area, they have a municipal police department. It's called the Las Vegas Metro Police Department, which serves both the city of Las Vegas and the county as well, too. So unlike here in the city, where if you like the police chase you out of the city, you know, and then you go into the county and the county police would arrest you there, the, the, the Las Vegas police have jurisdiction over the city and outside the city, which is sort of interesting. So anyway, that's the deal with this new radio station. It's a license to a city that doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> which I think is sort of interesting. Bell Fountain. And once again, I have these arguments with people. You don't know what you're talking about. I go, I do. because well, that's just like gumbo. Yeah, and people, I, people, well, certain pe people of our age would remember Gumbo. Yeah, drag racing on Highway 40 and Gumbo. You know, everybody, yeah. every, every, back in the day, everybody knew where that was all about. You can get on Highway 40, you know, it's flat as a board for like four miles out there in Gumbo. Hence the name Gumbo Flats. Right, Gumbo Flats, you know, and, and why? Because, trust me, I know I got stuck in the Gumbo soil during the flood of 1993 when I tried to get one of my clients out with my skid steer loader, which is a whole other story. I'll tell that story someday. Did I ever tell you that story? No. Oh, my God. That was fascinating. God, I'll tell that story someday. You need to do that. It's 727. It is 727. It's BS in the morning. Westplex 107.1, 1350 crap, and 104.5 KSOQ. I am Shelly. She's Brad. The web address for our radio stations is KSOQ.com, Westplex1071.com, KRAP.website, and, of course, BS in the morning.show. Did I get it all right, Shelly? You did. Wow, amazing. Uh, two things to talk about this break. First off, <laughs> I saw this the other day. I thought to myself, okay, this is actually sort of funny. Do you know the deal about the shower head controversy? Is there something about a restricting valve? Well, <laughs> this is actually sort of interesting. Is, is that right? Yes. The Obama... Okay, yeah, here, yeah. Let, me, let me find this. Let me find this. Hold on a minute. I had it here and my computer glitched on me. My phone glitched on me. I need a new phone. I went yesterday to talk about a new phone. I can't afford it. Okay. The Department of Energy is moving to reverse a Trump-era rule that rolled back water efficiency standard for shower heads. The Trump-era showerhead rule took aim at the 2.5-gallon-per-minute maximum flow rate set by Congress in the late 1990s. During, during the Obama administration, each showerhead in a fixture counted toward that limit collectively. But the Energy Department, under then-President Donald Trump, moved to let each showerhead reach the 2.5-gallon-per-minute individually. 
The new proposal from President Joe Biden's administration would revert to the showerhead standard set by the Obama administration. The proposed action is set to be published in the Federal Register, after which it will undergo a 60-day public comment period. Uh, and what's interesting about this is and a Biden administration official told CNN, these water efficiency standards saves Americans money and conserve water and energy. Through 2020, the official said these standards have saved consumers $111 billion in energy and water bills, 4.8 quads of energy. What is a quad? Have you ever heard of that before? What is a quad? It says 4.8 quads, Q-U-A-D-S, of energy, and 4.3 trillion gallons of water. The Trump-era rollback, which was finalized in December 2020, were heavily criticized at the time by environmental advocates and consumers. Um, and and this is what this is what Trump said. Trump often spoke publicly about how much that he disliked poor water flow and lamented it, it interfered with his quest for perfect hair. Quote. So showerheads, you take a shower, the water doesn't come out. You wash your hands, the water doesn't come out. So what do you do? You just stand there longer or you take a shower longer. Because my hair, I don't know about you, but it has to be perfect. Perfect, Trump said last year. <laughs> I miss Donald Trump. I know people yeah, hate him. Yeah, <laughs> I actually wonder how, how long he actually spent um, for somebody doing his hair. <laughs> now, this is interesting also. Because you know he, did, he didn't do that himself. Yeah, he did. Trump also claimed that Americans were, quote, flushing their toilets 10 times, 15 times, as opposed to once. Now, there's an interesting story about this. I know of a guy, and I've heard other people talk about this. In California, they have all these really strict environmental things, especially on new house, new housing construction. You have to have the low-flow toilets and the low-flow shower heads and the low-flow this and low-flow that. There is a market for old toilets in California. And a guy that I know that is that does uh that that uh, does uh, remodeling of houses uh and also does some new construction talks about what happens is the inspector comes through like in a new house the inspector comes through and they inspect it because you have to have your house inspected before it's sold new and I think if if it changes hand if there's a like an occupancy permit the same thing they come through and they oh you got a high flow toilet you have to replace that so what happens in the new construction they put in all these low flow brand new toilets and then when they get the certificate inspection you know it's 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 checked off yeah they put in old toilets <laughs> Because the old toilets are the are the full flow toilets, so there's a market. Are, are the what full flow toilets? Because you know it has to do with you know so many gallons per flush that kind of right, deal. Right, right. Okay, and like Trump was saying, some of the the new flow toilets, you have to flush more than once. You know what I mean? The old flow toilets, you flushed and it took care of business. The new flow toilets, not so much. So there's a market for old toilets in California that people buy these up it's like it's like you know you know crazy weird things and 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 people as soon as like and I'm I'm not saying everybody does this but this is very common that once you get your house inspected new house and you buy it you put the old toilets in because they have the the super flushers the new ones don't flush real well i mean is okay. that is that cra- and the showerhead deal okay I have. Who'd have thunk that there would be so much thought into into flushing? Well, and even like shower heads. It must. It must be a. Uh, I, I I don't know what the word is. Go on. I'm always fascinated. By, I'm always fascinated by the fact that let's say we found out that all our founding fathers, you know, all the ones that were in, uh, you know, Hamilton uh, and uh, Manuel Noriega, you know, you know what's what is is it Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Noriega, the guy who did the man the Hamilton thing. Um, 
Oh, by the way, there's something I heard the other day about what they call um, <laughs> a, um, identity uh, appropriation. Oh, my God. What I heard, is, oh, what I, heard, is I heard this on KWMU the other day, and I am just almost drove off the road. I'm going like, oh, my God, I don't even believe I'll listen to this. Okay, what is it? Well, they're talking about how how terrible it is for a black person to not be played by a black person in movies and for and for like a Haitian person not to be played by a Haitian person. Remember for a while all the That's all, not it's called poetic license well, for a reason. But but remember for a while all the all the, the voice talent who's like what is it, family guy? There was a white guy that did the voice of the black guy. And then Hank Azaria, who did the voice for Apu in The Simpsons, they all said, we're not going to do that anymore. We think that's culturally you know, insensitive, that we are not, we're not, like he's not an Asian-American dude like Apu. If you know who Apu is, and Apu runs the Quickie Mart. Apu is the guy that like runs the Quickie Mart. <laughs> oh, I, I yes, yes, okay. yes, and I Hank, know. And Hank Azaria does that voice, and he declined to do the voice anymore because it was cultural misappropriation. Anyway. No, I can I can see that. Okay, how did I get going on that? I've been talking about showerheads. Anyway. Yeah, I, what, I, I don't know. What, you just went okay, off on a tangent. What I was going to say is if our if we found out that our founding fathers, that, that Lincoln, not Lincoln, but Washington and Adams and you know all these people who put together the Constitution had been cryogenically frozen. Let's say we find out that all this UFO stuff comes out and these and these aliens came and they got all our founding fathers they rounded them up and they froze them and they took them to another planet and then they brought them back and they unfroze them and they came back to the United States and they look at thing like hold on a minute what's this a shower a shower water comes out of this thing and now I have to have a special shower head so not that much water comes out and I have what are these things called cars I have to have a license plate I have to have this license, I have to have that license, I have to pay this fee, I have to pay that fee, I can't do this, I can't do that. What happened to our country? You know, I mean, it used to be free. Now I feel like that now. Oh my God, it's just... What know, happened to our country? Well, that's, some days it's to the point where like, like, you know, I read something the other day that they talked about that in California, if, and you know, for a while, I don't know if you heard the story, they talked about at, at during the COVID crisis, when it was really bad in California, there was an oxygen shortage at the hospitals. Do you know this story? No. The oxygen shortage was twofold. First off, there's all these very restrictive uh, rules on trucking of oxygen. Because what they do is they have these big trucks that go to the hospitals and they fill up the oxygen tanks at the hospitals. There's a big storage tank of oxygen at the hospital. Okay, And they had a problem with... A lot of the drivers, there was all these special certificates you had to have, you know, hazmat certificates and things like that. Mm -hmm, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a federal thing about that, but the California law was even stricter. And none of these young guys were getting the, the certification, and all the old guys were retiring. So there weren't enough truck drivers. And it's the same problem we've had in some of the areas with gasoline, some of the areas of the country. It's not that there's a gasoline shortage. There's a shortage of, ga of guys who can drive the trucks. Because a lot That's of these guys true. are older, they've retired. The young guys don't want to be truck drivers. You know, you have to have all these special certifications. You have to, you know, I think with that particular uh, license, you have to with the uh, with the the what is that? Uh, what a DOT one A whatever it is. You know, the the different classifications for commercial drivers. You have to have a, a physical every every six months or something like that. Anyway, there was a shortage of truck drivers, and there and some of the hospitals were trying to put in bigger oxygen tanks at the hospitals. Uh -huh. And they said in California right now, if you as a hospital decide you want to put in, you want to modify or increase your oxygen tank capacity, it takes eight years to get all the permits. 
Eight years. Really? Yeah, eight years. So if you're Joe Hospital operator in, in Los Is this Angeles. just in, in um, California? Yes. Because their laws are a lot different than oh the rest God. of the world. They've got crazy weird laws. They've got laws that, you know. They do. Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, they have a law that if you're walking down Ventura Boulevard, you can't look left. You can only look right. Do you know that? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> It's seven forty two. But the crazy thing is they have all these laws, but yet they let the people they let the people, you know, the homeless people go everywhere and then they poop everywhere and then it goes and it, you know the story about polluting the oceans? No, Brad. Tell me the story about polluting the oceans. This is I'm not making this up. This is a true story. I, I'm feeling like you are. No, 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 no. The, the homeless people are pooping and peeing in, in like in the you know where they're where they're and and it's going in and in, and like in creeks and things like that and like the L.A. River, which the L.A. River is you know there's all sorts of movies that L.A. River it's usually you know like a big concrete you know like tunnel not a tunnel but a concrete ditch. You know, there's they, they have car chases in the L.A. River all the time. You know, like yes, how many, yes, I mean, yes, like, yes. Like for example, what is the Terminator where you know he he yes. you know he's in the motorcycle and he got the kid on the and, back um, and he's going uh, on the what's the other movie with Optimus Prime? Right, right. He's going down the 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 L.A. Sam River. Witwicky. Right, right, right. Fifty right. years from right. now, when you when you ask yourself, don't you want to tell yourself that you got into the car? Right. The homeless people are pooping <laughs> and peeing in the these these like L.A. River. And and it goes and guess where the LA River empties out into the Pacific Ocean. Oh, okay. So they have problem with bacterial problems at the beaches that are near where these you know like the LA River and things like that dump into the Pacific Ocean because it's untreated sewage. Because when people are just peeing and pooping, you know, and it goes down, you know, down the, you know, it's just like back in the day, you know, in like in the St. Louis area, I can remember like there were places like I, I used to play in those creeks in North County. That like you know they had a sewage treatment plant, and mm-hmm. like for a subdivision, subdivision I used to live near. We didn't live in the subdivision. We near lived down down the street. You could go down and you could see the output of the 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 sewage treatment plant, which I think didn't do much, and you could see stuff coming out. Let's put it that way into the creek, you know. And we used to play in that creek. Matter of fact, me and the and what was that creek called? I don't know. Can't remember what it was down the street from me. Me and we and called Ezark. We had a creek down by my my uh, house in North County, and it was called Ezark. Well, you know, I told the story before about about the uh, the Brown bro- brothers, you know, showing up at my doorstep. Yes, 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 you with did. My mom were one of the Brown. I think he was the one who who's now gone. I think it was Eyepatch Brown uh, that showed up at my mom's door one day. Because he was down in the creek and he stepped on a, a glass bottle. It was in the creek. He was barefoot, walking barefoot in the creek in the sewage. You know, think about it. Like when I was a kid, I used to, that's why. You know what? I just figured out way, the way I turned out the way, and I figured out why I have this thing with poop because I used to I used to hang out in the creeks in North County with all the poop. I I did too. <laughs> and they actually had um, it was crawdads. And these crawdads were huge. They were like mutant crawdads. They were mutant. It's and like teenage mutant ninja crawdads. And unfortunately, up in up in North County, up in Florissant, you did have, you know, mutant things because of the fact that all the air off all the radiation stuff they put in, all the radioactive junk that went in Coldwater Creek. That's a whole other story that's, in itself. That's Coldwater. That is where Ezark Park is. I'm telling you, it's crazy stuff. It's right behind the um, bowling alley. It's amazing. Any of us still live in North County. You know? It's true. What did we do? What did we do? Oh my gosh, it's seven forty-five. What Brad. you know? This is theater of the mind. But what a lot of people don't realize is that I have two heads and I have two mouths. And when my one head gets tired, my other mouth takes over because I used to 
slosh around in Coldwater Creek. I see. <laughs> as the as, never mind. Seven forty six. Uh-huh. Seven forty six. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Web address is Westplex1071.com. Uh, that's for one of our stations, KSLQ.com. The other station, crap.website, the other station, and BS in the morning.show is our other. Do we have websites or what? Are you there? What did you say? I said, do we have websites or what? We have websites. We have websites. We have social media sites. We have any kind of sites you need to grow your business. Do you know who Dana White is? Um, He's I know. I think I know who she is, but you tell me. It's a dude, and he runs the UFC. He is. He's the the. Then I clearly don't know who he is. Okay. Uh, interesting. We'll talk about this tomorrow. Not enough time this morning. Uh, so. It's interesting. He was interviewed recently, and he said that we he thinks Americans are losing the fight to be successful. And he says what's happened is, um, you know, the COVID-19 thing has impacted everybody. Nobody wants to work anymore. And everybody is lost focus on what's really important. Everybody is so focused on weird stuff like this stuff that's going on in school districts like in France is how what they call critical race theory. And everybody's so concerned about what your pronouns are and if you're transgender and blah, 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 blah. And nobody really cares about, you know, being successful, having the country be, um, you know, uh, productive. And like, you know, the thing right now, all the stupid shortages it's to the point where like i'm so sick and tired of like if i try to buy something i'm sorry we we i for example i went to i went to ed wendy's i told you this sunday night at wendy's ate at wendy's okay and um uh, two guys in the entire place one guy working the window one guy cooking the food that was it um their restaurants like i was in oh my gosh do you know who's gotten it down to an art form is steak and shake yeah, they're all you gone. Sh- they could run that <laughs> restaurant with one employee. Yeah, but they're all. But the, those are the ones that are still open. Most of them are closed. I know. They use a kiosk. Then you sit there and you order your food. You can go inside. Where's this? Where's this steak yes. and shake? You can go inside of. Oh, there's one in Wentzville, and I think there's one on Jungerman. Because nobody wants to work anymore. They don't. But it's it's literally you you sit there. You go to the kiosk, so there's nobody at the front. But you sit yourself. So that's the hostess. You, you you sit there and you get a phone number or you get a number associated with your order from the kiosk. Well, that's they the, call your number when it's ready. That's the same you way at McDo- McDonald's. Your, it's a workaround. Yeah, that's the same way Remember at McDonald's. Remember when they used to say that it was it was not a workaround, it was a restaurant? Right. Well, it's a workaround now. Well, but That was their coined hey, phrase. Drive through Chesterfield Valley on a Monday night. And most of the restaurants are closed. They're not open. I'm telling you. I was through there last night. Rock and Brew, you know, the, the Kiss restaurant? Yeah. Closed. Nobody in the parking lot. Red Robin has a sign up. What about... Up. Um, the drive through uh, places are open. Chick-fil-A's open and, and Culver's is open. But, every, you know, the sit-down places are closed on Monday because Red Robin has a thing where after at 7 o'clock at night... Cybergs? At, well, I, don't, I don't know about Cybergs, but most of the other places are closed. Uh, Red Robin has a deal af- after 7 o'clock. It's takeout only. You can't go in and sit down. They don't have probably enough- because they can't find people to work to clean up after. Well, they don't have enough people to work. Yeah, they don't. My son, my son, I shouldn't tell you this story. He'll, he'll get embarrassed. My youngest son took me out for Father's Day, and we went to the Red Robin on, on, on Mid-Rivers Mall Drive, you know, about mm-hmm. half mile south of 70. And yeah. he called ahead for a reservation. They said it was an hour wait. 
you know, I get there early. They said, well, you're here early. We, we still sat for like 20, 25 minutes before they sat us. And I'm thinking, my, my God, this there must be packed. But the crazy thing was when I pull up, there's like nobody in the parking lot. I'm going like, okay, why is there an hour wait and there's nobody in the parking lot? Because they only had one small section of the restaurant open. The bar area, you couldn't sit at the bar. You couldn't sit in the bar area because they didn't have a bartender. You couldn't order drinks because there, there was no bartender. They have like the restaurants like in three sections. They only had one section open. They only had a small section open. And the manager. The one all the way in back. No, in the middle, the manager at one point in time came over and apologized to us because things were slow and that he was back cooking the food. They didn't have cooks. He's the cook. Nobody working. You know, because nobody, you know, nobody, eh. and I heard this the other day. People are, they're reevaluating their life experiences and reevaluating if they want to work for $10, $12 an hour. That may not be worth it to them because of the fact that why should they, you know, have these restaurant jobs where they get stinky from making food and broccoli and stuff like that? Broccoli, yuck. Why should they, you know, why should they, you know, have these jobs? They're re- Asparagus. They're, re- yeah, they're, they're reevaluating their life. I'm thinking to myself, I'm trying to. Re- I'm reevaluating, reevaluating <laughs> my life too, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to go out there and and do my job. So am I. I'm reevaluating my life of how I'm going to keep these stupid radio stations on the air. That's what I'm reevaluating. You know, I mean, I'm going like, yeah, I know all about that kind of stuff. But yet, every day, I'm not trying to go to what great guy I am. Every day, I slug away at it. I'm not like, well, you know. And there are times I've, I'm telling you, there are times when I think to myself, and you've heard me say this. There are times when I think to myself. I'm just going to turn all the transmitters off, just essentially say, screw it, screw it all, and just jump in my car and head west. Just, you know, drive as far as I can, and wherever I end up, if I make it to Denver, eh, got a little money in my pocket, maybe I'll stay in Denver. Maybe I'll try to, you know, find, call up one of my friends and, hey, he got an extra spare bedroom I could rent for you, or like end up in San Diego or something like that. It's at the point where I'm like, why do I do this? You know, I told you, I cut grass at the transmitter site Saturday. I had someone call me yesterday and said, Hey, who's that cutting grass at your transmitter site? That was me. Oh, my God, you cut your own grass? Yeah, guess what? I do, because nobody else will. <laughs> There's nobody else to do it. You know. You are a grass cutter. I love cutting grass. I think it's because you can sit there and see the immediate gratification That's part of, of it. it looking different That's part and of looking it. better. That's part of it. When you look at it, when you look, cut, I mean, I cut, I, you know, you don't know how many lawns I cut on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. I cut all sorts of lawns. I cut, you are a lawn cutter. I cut my seven fifty eight. We I, need to. Uh, I cut my neighbor's lawn once. And get he got, the flock he got, out he got of mad here. At me. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Okay, we're done. Um, show's over. Um, BS the morning is no more, and we're going back to regular programming. Right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like right now. Talk. Yeah, just like right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> you in... scared me. I'm like, do not take away my fun time. <laughs> okay. We're gone now. Okay. Have, Have a, a great day, everybody. Peace. Bye.